Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Mercer County Podcasting Club. This is the episode for February. My name is Rusty Ruggles. I'm the sponsor for this wonderful group. And we have another great episode for you lined up for this month. February is has Ag Week in it, so we're talking about ag-related things. And we got a Sadie's Hockey Dance coming up. Um, our first segment has student talk where they talk about that dance talk about a number of different things. And then our second segment, we have Sydney Quam uh, interviewing Miss Libby and Mr. Livingston here from the Ag Department here at Mercer County High School, which is very interesting. And then Hunter Smith will finish up with a great interview by Junior Anna Friedensch. Uh, what an interesting interview about her life as a country girl and all the things that she does for Ag and how much she loves the program. And uh, it's really great. We hope that you uh, enjoy it and we're glad that you're here. So please stick around for the rest of the podcast. February episode of the podcast club. I'm here with Sydney. Hello. Monica. Hi. And Miles. Hi. So today we started off our day with optional masks at school. What is your guys's look on things? I I think it's like kind of interesting because I haven't seen a lot of people's faces and like teachers faces I haven't seen in like two years yes. and it's weird because i'm like hold up that's <laughs> what you look like yeah <laughs> or like the underclassmen that i haven't seen their face like at all i'm like you look like that not in a bad way but like i did yeah. not have that picture was, in my head yeah, when they was, took the mask off i was like that is not what i thought you looked like there was someone who i saw the other day like in the bathroom and they like had a bloody nose and i'm like okay like you look like you used to because they like changed mm -hmm. a lot i'm like wow miles oh i i, I don't want to get political with it i think it's dumb <laughs> <laughs> i i kind because of enjoyed of to have the freedom mm -hmm. being able to not have i call it suffocation just because i, mean, I struggle breathing but um so yeah Pet Pan is coming to an end. That. Yeah, I'm, that's sad. Don't talk about it. I'll cry. <laughs> yeah. I I moved to college physics. I had it scheduled for the 16th. But I was like, I told my mom, like, I cannot miss the last pet band. So I moved it to the 17th. So I have to, like, travel up there. For anyone listening, which is not very many people, <laughs> our, our, our audience that's has sad. gotten smaller and smaller. Why do you think that is? Um, here, let me tell you. Let me give you a rundown here. January had 30 plays. Mm -hmm. um, December had 56. November had 39. October had 83. And then episode had one had 67. I'd love to hit 100. Mm -hmm. We need to have something controversial happen. No? Mm. And then we could say, oh my God, this happened. And then don't tell anybody that you have to listen yeah. to it. Yeah. And be, we won't tell them where it is or like anything. We thought that announcing the musical was going to get us some plays and it only got us 39 plays. Mm. Yeah. That's what it worked out very Because then well. like the <laughs> next day, like everyone found out <laughs> what it was. Okay. So to give people an idea about pep band, we have played the most pep band games we've ever played in my career. We've played, so it's going to be like 16 or 15. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot. You kids yeah. do a lot of stuff. It's a lot of fun. 
I haven't really had any problems with kids not showing up or whatever like that. You guys have done a great job. There's three left out of this huge. We had eight before Christmas. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And Miles, you love it, don't you? Definitely. What's your favorite part about Pet Band, Miles? <laughs> you looking at me every time I hit a wrong note. <laughs> I do. I do, too. And it's, it's unfair to you because I do know. Like, I honestly think I have all the songs memorized. I don't know about that. Well, close. But I know what it's supposed to sound like when I hear wrong notes. Then I look at you. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mackenzie, what's your favorite part? Mm, I don't know. I enjoy Pet Band, Marching Band. I pretty much enjoy all of it. It brings me joy. Um, pet band is probably the more of the excitement and the loudness, mm-hmm. just being with everyone. Uh, I think it's the social aspect. Like, you get to all be with your friends, you watch basketball, and you play your horn sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you forget to play, and you're like, oh, shoot. I'm supposed to be playing right now. Like, I think band's kind of like the life of the party a little bit. Because, like, mm-hmm. once the band leaves or, like, when the band isn't there, it's, like, so quiet and it's really awkward. So I feel like band brings, like, liveliness to the game. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> cool. So if anybody hasn't been in my room, my wife bought a birthday present for the room, which is a picture of the march. Have you seen it? You did, didn't you? Uh, I saw Yeah. Yeah. So it's a picture of the marching band. What are you laughing for? That's the picture. You're making I'm a like, funny face. I'm eating my clarinet. <laughs> the picture looks like I'm eating and my I'm clarinet. I'm behind Mr. Ruggles so you don't even see me. But it's a. I love the picture because it's what we do and mm-hmm. everybody's going crazy in the mm-hmm. background yeah. and Miles is looking strangely <laughs> at the camera, which is really funny, but that is what it's about to mm-hmm. me. And that's why I love that picture. And uh, I'm sure you're all saying good things in the crowd about the game and what you're screaming about. And mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we only say good things. Mm-hmm. Yep. I used to have a band that would always say, break his legs. <laughs> like, that's not nice. <laughs> Take his kneecaps. Right. That's break not good. Break his kneecaps. <clears throat> um, tell me how the musical's going so far. Nine to five. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Like, We've had issues with, like, people showing up, but, like, I think... That happens every year. Yeah, it's going to get better just because he's, like, making people go to practice now. So, like, musical has to be, like, a priority more in people's lives mm-hmm. as Our it gets closer to show date. Out of book is today. Oh. So it's out of book now. So yeah. It's getting exciting. It's becoming more of a show now that, we're, like, we've put it together and, like, we're, we know the choreo. It's becoming more of a show. Yeah. Performance dates. Um, the 10th, 11th, and 12th, and 13th? I think. Yeah. You sound so sure of yourself. Yes. Well, he has five shows, and yep, one, is a ma- shows. one is a matinee, and then there's Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, but then he has a Sunday performance. Mm-hmm. So, like, people can, like, spread out if they want, or, like, if they can't make it to any of the show dates, they can go Sunday. And Tickets w- are on sale now. We want yeah. people to go. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, um, February is Ag Month. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the subject of this episode, mm-hmm. Sadie Hawkins dance. And tell me, what is a Sadie Hawkins dance? What is that? It's when the girls ask the boys out. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> so I love that. So are you going to ask somebody, Monica? Who are you asking? We've talked about it. We just we're still debating on going. Yeah, talking to the mic said. Sorry, 
we're still debating on going. Why would you not go? Well, I want to go, but the person that I want to ask is like, mm, I don't really want to know if I want to go. You he'll he'll only go if I go. Yeah, that's literally, they're like, I'll go if you go. You should go because in the second half. Oh, my, yeah. My, that's why we want to oh, go. Yeah. We want to watch your band. My band will be playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, what is your band name? It's Bonafide Vendetta. Mm-hmm. They have Instagram. We do have. Uh, what? Oh, uh, we're starting off the night with uh, When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, like, you're playing in between bands? We're playing, well, they're going to play, like, on a playlist for the first hour. And then after that, we're going to set up and play. Yeah. It's great. Very. Have you been asked to dance yet? No, I have not. (laughs) Mackenzie, are you asking someone to the dance? Not that I know of. Do you have a boyfriend? No. Then you should ask somebody. It'd be fun. Let's do it in band. Nope. Let's just nope. surprise somebody. <laughs> nope. No? No. Make a big sign. It doesn't have to be the like sparkles. that. No, I'm okay. I think I think it's a great idea, and we need to p- support the egg department. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess you don't have to ask anybody. You can just go by yourself. And I you thought go my see brother's Miles. comment was pretty funny when I told him that it was a Sadie Hawkins dance, and he goes, what's that? I said, that's when the girl asked the guy. He goes, oh, that's good, because I don't have to do any work. I was like, really? Ooh. Mm-mm. After his comment today <laughs> in in class, third hour. We do have him in class, don't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. his girlfriend. I like her a lot. I think she's awesome. Yeah. He he gets landed on the bully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Monica. Oh, well. Um, let's talk about this for a second. We haven't spoke about this. We'll obviously have to have her on the podcast, but we're getting ready to, and it doesn't really affect Sid or Monica, but our principal's leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to be getting a new principal next year, which, you know, is interesting and nervous at the same time, you know? So what do you think about that, Mackenzie? What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Just, I've, I don't want to be a suck up, but Mrs. Day is really close to my family and our friends and stuff. And she's been there through a lot of things sure. with us. Yeah. And it's hard to sit there and say... I have to say goodbye. You're not real. She's still going to be around. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. not like she's flying to the moon or something <laughs> like that. Monica wow. just looked at me like, she's going to the moon? You know, <laughs> no, my central's kind of out there. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I have my own opinion, but yeah, keep it to myself. Why? It, I, I like Mrs. Day, but there was, there was something I thought about. It's not bad. Well, then say it. I can't say it, though, because it's bad, but it's not bad. I love Mrs. Day. That's. <laughs> this is a student talk where we don't tell people the stuff. That's fine. But, like, Miles, you have something to say about that? I do. <coughs> I'll, be, I'll be happy with the new principal if they keep Rice Krispie treats in the vending machine. Because <laughs> Mrs. Day's been kind of slacking lately. <laughs> <laughs> hear that, Mrs. Day? Yeah, hear that? I hope she hears this. Do you realize how much the work that is for her? She's going to Sam's all the time, bringing in all that stuff, all those bags of chips. She's here before, like, we are for, like, show choir <clears throat> yeah, and stuff. Yeah, she's here before. She gets here at, like, 6.30 in I, the morning. I beat her here every morning. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that for breakfast? No. How much is a 
a Rice Krispie treat? 75. 75 cents. And it's just a big brick of it? <laughs> yes. Do you eat lunch? Yes, a Rice Krispies treat. <laughs> That's all you have? Sometimes. All right, let's talk. What is your favorite lunch, Mackenzie? School lunch favorite. Crispitos. <laughs> well, when I used to eat school lunch, it was Crispitos. Yeah, Crispitos. Uh, Miles, what is your favorite lunch? I don't know. I don't. Rice Krispie treats. It's all kind of iffy. It's not good anymore. Yeah, like, it's got, it was so, it's so gross. It's gone off the deep end a little bit. Yeah. That's all opinion. I'm sure it's great. Mm-mm. It's mm. not good. But. Government cheese. <laughs> government cheese is good. It man. doesn't melt. It doesn't <laughs> it melt. Doesn't? No, it's plastic. <laughs> I'm for sure it's plastic. <laughs> They're feeding us pla- plastic sticks. Tell me. Okay, so if we're talking about. Miles, you're not an FFA or anything like that? Or is anybody here in FFA? Um, no. Has no. anybody done anything ag related? I've done consumer Ed. That's it. With Miss Libby, that's it. That's not even work, ag. Woodworking. You did. How was that? Was that fun? I absolutely love woodworking. I mean, especially when Mister Swank was here, he kind of just let us expand on things and figure out how to do things on our own. Which Mister Lucas does the same thing. Sure. He tries not to. Especially since I'm in one of the advanced classes, he tries not to intertwine and let us figure it out so that we can, because we have taken that other class, we need to figure it out. It's so difficult because if you make a mistake, mm-hmm. it could be the last mistake you make and you're done. You got to start over. It depends on your, it, the mistakes that you make go into your grade, which mm-hmm. it was something that we didn't go through with Mr. Swink because Mr. Swink kind of just, our grades was, we participated in class. And Mr. Lucas actually grades our projects, right? which makes us want to work harder and right. work to make it look better. Na- give me an example of one of the projects that you did. Um, right now, I'm working on a blanket ladder. Oh, yeah. I know what one of those is. Oh, those like. are cool. Mm-hmm. I love blankets. Me too. <laughs> yes. Yep. Marshall's is the best place to get cheap, soft blankets. Like They're like 12 bucks, and they're the best blankets <laughs> ever. If you're going to have a blanket, you can't have a very... Th- like the thin, soft ones kind of suck. Do you yeah. agree? But like, you can get like fourteen like if you, of them and just if you like go layer to Walmart, them on top. If you go to Walmart and get like a thin, super fuzzy one, it's gonna be really cold, regardless. <laughs> but if you get like a super, super thick one, that's at least like an inch thick. An have, inch. Have you seen those biggest blanket ever?s Like yes. the, those ginormous blankets. I want one. I bought my wife a weighted blanket for Christmas. Ooh, those are nice. Those are really I have nice. And I bought the 20 pound one. Oh <laughs> That's gosh. too much. And so there's little squares that they put beads in and mm-hmm. weigh it down. And mm-hmm. it is unbelievable. Anything nice. over 15 pounds is like suffocating. Yeah, those freak me out. <clears throat> I tried it once and I just was like, <gasps> it's, it's heavy. <laughs> I just usually hyperventilate. It makes me hyperventilate until I go to sleep. And then I'm good. No. Knocks you out. I have a lot of blankets at home. I'm really tempted to just buy or like spend the money to buy an UGG blanket, like an UGG comforter. Oh, yes. Those are expensive. They have those mm-hmm. at Von Mar. Mm-hmm. Just they are it. expensive at Von Mar. I'm always like tempted to grab one. They had them at Marshall's when me and my mm-hmm. mom went. They were 100 bucks, And I was like, I want to just spend the money on it. And she's like, you're not spending your money on a blanket for $100. Well, maybe. I don't know. Is it worth it? I think it's worth it. If it's yeah. soft... But if it has that white Sherpa sheep skin, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because 
when your hands are dry and it touches it, you can like feel it. I don't know. I have a texture issue <laughs> with those. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Okay, let's talk about my birthday a little bit. Okay. It's over. Who put yeah. those posters out there? I think Miss G did it. Okay. And they're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I saw another one today. So that is a picture from my senior picture session. <laughs> yeah. And I had hair. Surprising. Insert laugh here. Uh-huh. Where's the laugh track? I don't know where the laugh track is. Oh, boy. I'll find it. So I'll say something about hair. Right? Miss Ruggles has no hair. There we go. Good job. And uh, Miles hasn't been asked to the dance yet. (laughs) (laughs) He has a girlfriend, though. She'll ask him, I bet. Anyway, (laughs) Sid, you know, we had big plans for my birthday, and Mm -hmm. they didn't quite get to where we wanted it to because of all some restrictions and things like that. But we still had a good time. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. You guys had pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't have any pizza that day? I wasn't here. He missed his birthday extravaganza? Mm-hmm. How dare you? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then, every, and then every, he landed on $5 in varsity bands. Oh, no. no I switched it. Yeah. And okay, then answer me this. Said, how, many people, you? how many people Venmoed you? I got four people that Venmoed me $5, <laughs> but why does Sydney Venmo me $4.86 or something? What? I sent you $4, $5 even. Nope. What? Hmm. They do a weird... Did they take money out of it? No, it's a charge thing. Like, if you send someone... Like, that happened with me. <laughs> what? They gypped I me. Sent, I sent someone $15 and I ended up sending them, like, fourteen forty four <gasps> because they take out well, a little bit. Looks like I owe you some cents. Okay, now, <laughs> nobody cents. needed to pay me anything because it was kind of funny, you know? Because yeah. we, if it, nobody knows, we have a birthday wheel in my room where we sing birthday... Happy birthday, like, zombies, rednecks... Chickens. chickens. Chickens or pirates. Mm-hmm. And then there's a space where I give the kid five bucks. Or a call. Or we have to do a phone call. And it's just fun. The kids yeah. don't have to do it if they don't want to. And so I joked and said, if I land on $5, everybody owes me five bucks. And I, it landed on $5. Nobody owes me $5. However, I was paid $19.81. <laughs> Sid Stockham couldn't do the full $5. <laughs> I it. It was fine. I had to make, I asked Ryan to make sure that it was your yeah, Venmo. Yeah, we had to check Ryan. I was like, Ryan, is this the right Venmo? Because I wasn't going to randomly Venmo someone. I didn't get anything money. from Miles. Mm. Well, mm. I think it was Ryan, Katie, me, and I, Sid. I have no money. That's okay. Don't you have a job still? <laughs> That's confidential. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you still work at Walmart in the cities, don't you? Yep. How's that going? I love it. Like, tell me an interesting, like, Walmart story. From the cities. Oh. From how long ago? I don't know. Um, I mean, depends on the day. Some of my coworkers really don't make me happy. Mm-hmm. There was one of my coworkers I about, like, I wanted to strangle her. I mean, it was bad. She, she was getting on my nerves. Yeah. Uh, we've had a couple people about like knock each other out during like christmas season they Ooh. they they go ballistics <laughs> you mean customers yeah yeah i thought you meant like co-workers getting no. <laughs> no monica do you still lifeguard yeah 
We need people like we. She needs like sixteen year olds, like sophomores or juniors that want to get a job. That want to watch old people swim. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Tell your boss to text me. Oh, Miles, you get in contact with her. Is that Sarah, your boss, or Lisa? No, it's I, I don't Heather. Know who your boss is. You just call the YMCA. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get Y-M-C-A. you in touch with Heather. Y-M-C-A. And then you can be trained. I think she wants to train people at the end of the or at the end of the school years because then we'll start up summer and everything. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sid still doesn't have a job, do you? Yes, I do. Where? I work at Coffee Junction. Yeah, when? On Thursday and Fridays after school till five thirty. That's great. What's your favorite drink? Mm, I just coffee. <laughs> They're, so, they're all good. Like, no one can pick a favorite. They can't? No. I have a Mm-mm. favorite. Okay, what? Mackenzie, what's your favorite? Mine's the Blue Jolly Rancher. Oh, like the flavor. I was like, yeah. you can't pick like a favorite, like, drink. Like, Monster, coffee, the tea's good. Oh, I absolutely hate coffee, so. What? I love coffee. Mm-hmm. I love the smell of coffee. Yeah. Uh, it smells so good. But yeah. you don't like the taste of it? No, I love the taste Every of it. Every time I walk by past the kitchen store in uh oh and yes. north north park, park. i'm oh like oh my gosh it smells so good so good i get an americano with two shots of espresso in it <laughs> jiminy christmas <laughs> caffeine overload i think we're close on time you want to mm-hmm. close us out here well i want to thank everyone for coming and have a good evening was that too much of a cut mm-hmm. no <laughs> Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Don't have a good evening. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs>
and uh, here I am today teaching, and um, that that's kind of what I did. My ag teacher inspired me, my aunt's an ag teacher who inspired me, and I wanted to be like them. I wanted to reach out to the kids that was like, was like I was, you know, the quiet kid that has potential. Um, that's what I wanted to do. And that's why I'm here today. And, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't an ag kid at all. Uh, I had no tie to ag by the time my family made it back out to Illinois, which is where my dad's side of the family was from. The family farm had been sold two generations prior. Uh, and we really had no tie to ag moving into Illinois. Uh, and so when I turned 15, that's really when my ag journey started. And it was when my mom looked at me and said, you're getting a job. Uh, and I thought, oh, no, this is mom time. She looked at me and said, it's job time. Uh, and I got a job at a local nursery. And unlike Miss Libby, where she played sports for most of her high school career, I really stopped playing sports early in my high school career in order to work more. Uh, I felt it was very important to be kind of self-sufficient, uh, especially saving money towards my college time uh, and college days. So most of my high school career, if I wasn't at an FFA contest or being involved in the FFA, I was working. And through that experience, uh, I was able to uh, work with my ag teacher on my record book, and that really helped me with a lot of the public speaking skills and ability to talk to large groups of people on a pretty regular ease, uh, and I got a lot more comfortable with it. Uh, it's, it's pretty difficult to uh, sit down in a room with CEOs of billion-dollar corporations and get interviewed and then sit next to Miss Libby. This one's, this one's pretty easy. This one's pretty, pretty easy. I enjoy interviews like this. Uh, but did you go to high school all four years at BPC? I did. Yep. So where, I was, did, you, where did you work? Uh, so Hearts Nursery in Bushnell. It's yeah. a little plant nursery, uh, uh-huh. ten, he, it, ten he, acre nursery. He took uh, the horticulture class there on a field trip. Yeah. Well, that's cool. They didn't realize they were free labor. <laughs> you put them to work when they got there? Yeah. That's funny, man. Yes. That's great. We, we spent a, a, a day there working. Uh, and they, we got pizza out of it, so yeah. it was worth it. They, they got to experience Okay, well, you were pizza. paid then something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with food. Give me an example of the labor that you actually did. We, well, you wanted us to move trees, but I was like, I can't pick up a tree and move it. So we were like, a D, what, what were we, what's it called when you cut off the, we, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it was late in the season, uh, so all of the plants that were being stored for winter, uh, we were cutting back all of the leaves that were dead uh, so that they wouldn't mold underneath some sure. of the coverings. Uh, so the group that wasn't moving trees, which was a more labor-intensive uh, portion of the day, uh, they got to cut back a lot of plants, readying them for winter time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And you enjoyed that? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah? I've never taken any classes out in the ag building before this year. So, like, I, the last time I was in the building was when I got a tour of the high school in eighth grade. And so I'm actually enjoying the classes that I've taken out there. Do you guys want to talk about any classes out there? Because I know, like, I'm not the only one who hasn't taken that many ag classes. Yeah, um, I'll take it away now. So between Mr. Livingston, myself, and Mr. Hart, um, we, we're kind of specialized. So I focus on the animal science side of things. That's my true passion. Mr. Livingston focuses on the plant science side of things. That's his passion. And Mr. Hart, he's the car and the automotive, um, welding guru. He, that's his thing, you know? And so we're all very specialized and we're very passionate about our specializations. So, um, that's why we offer such a wide variety of courses now. And I think that's awesome because there's not many three teacher programs out there for an ag program and Mercer County is pretty special. Yeah. And 
I know that Lucas is not considered into the ag program, but with the woodworking stuff, right. you've got four with the shop things. You got four yeah. people out there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's great. And if anybody hasn't stopped out there to see the welding, the new welding you stuff, need to do that. That's yeah. pretty cool. It is pretty cool. We're From very what thankful. they started with and had for such a long time. Um, you have state of the art welding stations. Yes, we do. Fourteen of them, I think. Yep. And with the job market these days. We need welders. Yep. We need people in the labor force like that. The industry and that's, needs us. Yeah, and that's a well-paying gig. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, and I always tell kids, you know, there are ways for everyone to go do things in their lives. It doesn't have to be college. It could be trade. It could be, you know, signing on to be an apprentice for whoever. You can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and that's kind of what I think we're trying to focus on is give kids those opportunities. Like, we understand college is not for everyone. And so if we can show them some opportunities they have, I think that's one of our goals out in the ag building. Yeah. I mean, like, I know you didn't take welding, did you? No. But, like, just think if Sydney Quam could do a right, really nice spot weld. Yeah. <laughs> She's got that talent. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, here, move over, guy. I got it. <laughs> right? Well, and there's a lot of classes out there that are dual credit, too, which is nice. Oh, yeah. And science credit. Yeah. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, give me an example of a science credit one. Uh, my animal science is one that is for science credit. Mm-hmm. And then environmental science, basic ag science. There's lots of them that count as science credit. Um, Just about any animal science, plant science course is yeah. science credit out there. Right. Uh, and here at Mercer County, you have to take biology. That's one of the three credits you have to take. But the other two are up to you. And so if you spend some time out in the ag building taking some of those animal science, environmental science, plant science courses, those also count towards the graduation requirement at yeah. Mercer County. That's great. I think the foods class is pretty popular, too. It I, is. I signed up for it, but I couldn't fit it in my schedule. Yeah. It foods class fun. is a lot of fun. I have two sections of it this year. Um, a lot of kids try and get in, so they always say, first come, get your class schedule in fast because it fills up fast. <laughs> Do you find in foods that kids come in with no knowledge about what they're doing are you okay so maybe i'm stupid (laughs) you're cooking in there yeah right yeah i mean because some kids have no clue on what to do right no you're right there's there's a different there's kids that don't know what they're doing but then there's kids who are very very experienced and they want to experience um it at a deeper level right they they have more experience than i have with some cooking stuff and i'm like oh my gosh that's awesome Give me an example of something that you make that's not in the beginning. It's like you've just passed the beginning. Now we got to make this. Mm-hmm. Give me um, an example of something. Well, the recent thing we just did was we're doing a meats unit right now where the kids have to identify cuts of meat. And so then we go to the kitchen and we prepare some meat. Mm-hmm. And one of the things the kids did now is I gave them chicken breasts and I gave them a bunch of different seasonings. And they had to create their own seasoning mixture. And that was actually a lot of fun. I mean, the kids were mixing things that I didn't think they'd mix very well. And then they love the way their chicken tastes. Like it, it, it was that scares quite, me a little bit. It, it scared <laughs> me too, but it was a good experience and the kids learned and it was their choice. They made their own choices. And so they had a lot of fun with it. Mm, it was good. It was a little sketchy when I, I popped my head in the room and I saw like some cinnamon go in <laughs> yeah. with some oregano and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. but the, the, the kids had a lot of fun they with did. it. They seemed to really enjoy they being able it. to play with different seasonings and seeing how they worked out. That's pretty neat. Yeah, my brother likes to cook in the house, but he doesn't clean up his own dishes. And he just mixes the most random things together, and he thinks they taste good. I think it makes the house stink. (laughs) (laughs) But some things stink and taste good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe not your brother's stuff. No. 
So moving on, you guys want to explain a little bit about FFA, what it is, what you do? Uh, sure. Uh, so the FFA organization is a national organization for students in high school taking ag classes. Okay. Every ag student out in the ag building is an FFA member, whether they realize it or not. Uh, and they have the opportunity to be a part of the FFA organization. And the FFA org- focuses on a lot of things, and I think Miss Libby really hits this in her, some of her intro, intro to ag classes. Uh, but we really focus on those skills to prepare you for the real world, those skills that you need to be able to become confident, active members in your community. Uh, and that's things I think the FFA really does well with students, uh, especially here at Mercer County, but as a whole in general. Yeah, and one of the things that I try and make sure my students realize they can get out of the FFA is experiences. Like, some kids have never traveled before, and through the FFA, we go to state convention, we go to national convention. Um, We have opportunities to take kids to conferences, um, contests. The options are endless, and so I tell the kids, you know, you don't know unless you try. So if you try and you reach out of your comfort zone and go do something, you don't realize how much fun you're going to have until you go do it. So I really try and push kids out of their comfort zone to go do those things. Let's let's go to a contest that you think you don't know anything about and go have fun, right? And so I, I strive to do that in my classroom, and I think the other ag teachers do as well. How many kids do you have in FFA altogether, do you think? I think this uh, this semester we were at 207 or 208 on that's our great. FFA roster, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um. I'm going to beat you to it, but you're going to ask about the dance, aren't you? Yeah. You guys want to talk about dance and FFA? I think it's a great idea because the student council, who I do student council, we were waiting for you guys to do something because we didn't want to step on your toes. So tell me about a Sadie's Hawkins dance. What is that? Yeah. So this is during FFA week. Um, FFA week is the 21st through the 26th. Yes. 21st through the 26th. It's the national FFA week. Um, Before I get to the dance, we'll have like dress up days for the kids. We'll have have activities for the kids we'll have a meal for all the ag kids those Um, pork chops are the best (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah so it's kind of a fun week to celebrate ffa and we do a lot of fun activities um one of the big things is the pong contest i think that's really competitive out in the uh ag building you'll hear kids talking about it um tractor day are we driving tractors to school yep that'll be wednesday i think i've had kids ask me if they can bring in double wides dualies uh and i'm like I don't know where we're going to park them. I don't think the staff There's limited be. space. Okay. There's limited space, but we're going to do it because it's, it's a tradition. So um, I'm going to hold true to that one. We're going to do it. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, we'll end out FFA week with the Sadie's dance. And uh, typically a Sadie's dance is when a girl asks a boy to a dance. Okay. So we're kind of throwing tradition uh, back on its other feet. So the girls, this is your opportunity to ask that guy you've been eyeballing, uh, uh, in body condition or something who's maybe pretty buff or maybe in the library uh, reading some, some, some stuff. Uh, but this is your opportunity to ask those boys uh, to a dance. Uh, <laughs> and we're hopefully going to have some – we're working through the de- the theme now, the, kind of the, the feel of what that dance looks like, whether or not we want it to be very classic and modern or a little bit more uh, barn throwdown type of <laughs> uh, like feel. We, we, don't, we don't really know where the decorations committee is going to take that yet. Uh, but we're working through that stuff now. That'll be in the gym. Yep, mm-hmm. in the okay. gym. Yep, it sounds be. like it's going to be more popular than this year than it was, what, two years ago? Or was it last year? I can't remember I the think last it was two time years they did ago. it. Yeah, because we had the gym split in half, and there was like 25 people that showed up. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're hoping it's a big event and get everyone involved. Um, 
the proceeds we're hoping to donate, donate to a charity of some sort. We haven't decided yet, but all the proceeds from the tickets, we're hoping to give back to the community in some way. So that's cool. everyone that comes, we have a game plan of what we're going to do. What's the price of tickets? Uh, so $6 for an individual, mm-hmm. $10 if you're a couple uh, to get in the door. Sydney, you are going to ask somebody to this dance. I already made plans to go with my girlfriends. But that's not the, the what the dance is supposed to be about. I think you should ask somebody. Ask him right now on the on the podcast. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying. I love getting kids uncomfortable about that stuff. But you are going to ask somebody? That's great. No, I've already made plans to go with... So what? Girl. You can be your own person and still go with those people. Just have this other guy go along. Okay. Think about it. Okay. There's a band that's going to play. Tell me about oh, yeah. that. Are you? Are we? Do you know about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I think he knows more of the details. Uh, uh, off and on, I know. Uh, what's the name of the band? Isn't it like Bonafide, Bonafide uh, uh, Vendetta? Vendetta. 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 I would say Vagabond. Bonafide uh, Vendetta. Miles, Isaiah. Yes, Angelina, Travis Parker, Travis Parker, Parker, and a TJ kid or something. But anyway, they've got a band and they yep. can play. Yep, yeah. uh, I think the band. I think. Uh, the officers have been talking with them, and they're hoping the band can play for roughly half the time. Uh, and we'll have some uh, speakers and a playlist playing for the other half time so the band can take drinks and a break. Uh, but we're pretty excited off that opportunity for kids to come in uh, to their own dance and, and be able to kind of play some music of their own. So I think it'll be fun. I yeah. think it's great. Yeah. And I had a band when I was in high school, and it was so hard to find a place to play. You got to start and somewhere. Exactly. And I'm so happy for those kids because I've booked them in the band show for the summer because I said, if you can play an hour and a half of stuff, I'll pay you. You can come up and play. <laughs> and for a high school kid, just getting paid to do that is fun. Exactly. So yeah. I'm glad you guys are doing it. And uh, I thank you for letting them. Um, yeah. They're excited. They've made posters. You yeah. know, they're doing all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, they've been selling merchandise for like the past yeah, two months. Yeah, they got a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah that, that's, that stemmed from the NAG class, actually. Yeah, so my ag business class, I, I at the beginning of the year, I told them at some point in time in the year, we're going to start a business and run a business. So that started with you guys? Yeah. yeah. That's our <laughs> oh, my God. That's all Robbie talks about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got several groups doing different things, uh, but Robbie Holschlag and, and a, a group of five other kids, they, they decided they were going to make custom T-shirts. And uh, I told them, find a group, find an organization out there that maybe you can sponsor some shirts for, right? Make some shirts. And they approached the band. The band said, sure. So they sent out a Google form, and next thing you know, they came in, I don't know, three or four times over Christmas break to make sure those shirts were cranked out uh, and get them taken care of for the band. Quite a few shirts. Yeah. yeah. And hoodies. Yeah, they had yeah. like a whole box. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> they were playing one of the songs the other day in class. It was, it was actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this goes. The The officers, they're working hard trying to figure things out. And um, I, th- I think us being new, we're still learning some things too, but we're here to have fun with the kids and I'm excited. Yeah. And... You know, when you're organizing something like that, you learn as you go through and what we can do better the next time. And right. <clears throat> I think cause prom is in April, right? April 30th. Yeah. Because student council was maybe... I've always thought that the kids don't have a lot of dances. Yeah. You know, and... Well, because we don't get those, you know, winter formals like... I know. Junior we used to have a dance yeah. when I was in... Like, I went to high school here, and we used to have a dance after every home game. Yeah. See, my parents said the same thing. Yeah, yeah that's and what we used to come said. up and, and just throw some speakers up in the cafeteria, and it would last for whenever the game was over until eleven. That might be too late, because um, you probably need to get home by ten thirty, right? 
No. No? Okay. Anyway, we would have so much fun. And maybe for the sponsor, it wasn't that fun. But they would make a little money. I don't know. Charge two bucks a person or however it was back in the day. And we had fun. And you learned to ask people to dance. And you learned to ask boys <laughs> to the dance if it's a Sadie Hawkins dance and stuff. I don't think it's so weird anymore to, like, ask I don't think so either. I think people are friends with each other and it's just casual. But you know those people where they struggle to talk to the opposing gender. You told us that story. I did. Before homecoming of the guy who asked. He couldn't. A bunch of girls. He asked like over 30 girls to prom. Wow. And finally someone said yes. (laughs) Good for him. Were you that someone? No. (laughs) I know this guy. (laughs) No, it wasn't me. I swear. Yeah. Do you have anything else, Sid? Um, just like you guys want to say anything else? Maybe like what you guys do in your free time besides school and FFA stuff? Sure. Um, so I have a few side hobbies. My brother and I have a show pig business, so we raise and sell show pigs. So I like to go home to the farm and work with my brother on our show pig operation. Um, but I also, I picked up a new hobby with my mom. We do stained glass. Um, so I'm my free time that I have, we go to glass class and make different stained glass things. So that's something that's not related to school that I do. And I have a lot of fun doing it. I'm not nearly as exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here all the time. Uh, so I, when I was in high school working at that plant nursery, I was working six or seven days a week all the time, even with school. Uh, and that kind of work ethic just kind of continues to bleed over into my time here. So I typically will at least spend every Saturday and Sunday for a part of the day here, but the time that I'm not spending over at uh, my uh, you know job here at the Mercer County High School, I try to spend with family. Um, there's nothing more important to me in my life than my family, and them being an hour away, I've got a niece who's uh, I think she just broached over seven months old. Uh, so I try to spend as much time as I can with her uh, and my brother. But you live in town. Yeah, I live yeah. here in town. Yep. So uh, it's it's a little bit of a drive, but we try to have a meal at least every week on Sundays uh, at my parents' place. Uh, not always able to do that with FA stuff and car shows that we go to and FA events. But I try to have at least every uh, every week try to make down to my family at least once. Um, but if I do have free time, it's fishing. <laughs> He's a fisher. Yeah. Well... I appreciate you guys coming in and how, and before we end, Hart's got a really cool automotive thing going yeah, on. Yeah, he does. Yes. And we need to cool. get him in here to talk about it because my dad's a car guy. And so he and Hart have actually talked about some tractor stuff, some car stuff. What he's doing in there is excellent. It is. You know, it's so cool. Yeah. It, it's a program that I would say is almost second to none. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can think of on my hands uh, schools that do something quite like he does. Uh, and they're just, they're far and few between. So I think what he's doing out there with that automotive program is is truly spectacular. Yeah. Well, it's great to have some youth not out there. I'm not going to say Chaucey's the old fart about it. But, <laughs> he, you know, I've been here for a long time, and it's great to get some young teachers in with some motivation. We thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you guys for coming in. Uh, and thank you for listening to this month's Teacher Talk. Bye. <laughs> Hello, my name is Hunter Smith, and welcome to this month's student talk portion of our podcast. Today, I'm here with Anna Frieden. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, uh, how's your day been so far, Anna? Oh, it's been great. 
That's wonderful. Um, well, let's get started off with the first question. What got you interested in FFA? So after going through my entire school career, having to you know sit in a classroom and learn about things that I didn't really think were applicable, I knew that as soon as I was given the opportunity to do some hands-on learning and to be taught things that I thought applied to my life in agriculture, I was going to jump on it. And uh, I'm one of many generations of my family to be part of the FFA. And after hearing all their stories about, you know, going to contest and how much they loved their teachers, I knew that it was something I wanted to be a part of. And my cousins would tell me about Chaucey and how much fun they had with him in class. And so I knew that if I chose to be a part of it, I would have that to look forward to. Yeah, that's always a good thing when you hear from your younger siblings, your family, your older siblings, anything like that, that they have a great experience with the teacher. You know that you're going to have a good one with them, too, or that you've had a good one with them, too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, how long have you been interested in agriculture? Oh, I've been interested in agriculture. You know, I was born into it. My family has been farming since before I can even remember, and uh, specifically... Uh, I love the livestock side of it, uh, specifically horses and cattle. Uh, horses have always been in my life. Uh, no matter what, we always have horses. And uh, I was always drawn to the horseman aspect or the horsemanship aspect of horseback riding. And there's something really gratifying about being able to bring out the full potential in a horse that sometimes maybe you can only barely see. I have to say something. Yellowstone, you watch Yellowstone, right? I do, yeah. Okay, now some of it isn't school appropriate. Okay. Yeah. Some of it's mm-hmm. kind of violent or whatever. And they have a, I am amazed at what those guys can do with those horses. Mm-hmm. You know, when they run them real fast and they, I don't know, what do they call that when they skid them like that? Uh, that's called like raining cow horses, is just sliding to a stop. Yeah. And like they're pros. Like, you know, these guys mm-hmm. that are running these horses are pros and how they wrangle the cattle on their own or, or go both back and forth. And it's amazing on how they do that. I think it's so cool. And, and you know, it's crazy to think that all those people way back when were doing that stuff and they yeah. didn't have the internet or anything to learn. Right. They just did they it. They just had to learn either by themselves and teaching themselves or had their family teach them. And, and then, I know on that show, they're not, they're not actors. Right. They're the horsemen first mm-hmm. and they're Absolutely. just saying some lines and, and making it look good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> cause they can't put an actor on those horses to do that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm so, so Go ahead. Yeah. Cause I'm sure it is, it is way harder than it looks. Would, would you attest to that? Oh yeah. There's a lot more to it than we even see just watching them ride the horse. I mean, there's, uh, body movements and things that our eye we don't even catch as we're watching i mean there's just so much happening behind the scenes and under the surface in the rider's mind and the horse's mind it's just incredible that's cool and you know it's not all about just someone riding a random horse there's a lot of bond work that has to go into that too right oh yeah there's a ton of uh personal connection between you and the horse and you know there's a lot that has to happen as far as relationship wise you have to build the relationship with that horse because Ultimately, if that horse didn't want you on its back, you wouldn't still be there. <laughs> so um, going back to the FFA side of things, what have been some of your favorite parts about that? Um, some of the favorite things that have happened to me in the FFA, uh, I have a lot of great memories in the Ag Building, and if I went through all of them, we'd be here a really long time. But uh, I love that being in the FFA, I'm surrounded by people that are like-minded and are interested in the same things as me. and there's just so many different walks of life that you come across. Some people that 
maybe have the same background as me growing up in agriculture and some people that maybe don't that would just want to be a part of that. But uh, one thing that has definitely stuck with me is uh, my <coughs> teachers. Every single one of my ag teachers that I've had have been really self-sacrificing and you will never meet anyone more invested in you as an individual and in your future than an ag teacher. They're uh, willing to make connections for you, talk about your passions with you, and help you plan out your future. So if you're in FFA, I would definitely encourage you to uh, take some time, just tell your ag teachers how grateful you are for them and for everything they do for our program, because when it comes down to it, everything they do is for us. And if even just one of their students come up to them and told them how much they're appreciated, it would mean a lot to them. And have they affected maybe your possible future career op options, ideas, or anything like that? Like, what do you want to do when you get older? Um, my career path, I would, uh, I would definitely choose to be a horse or a cattle rancher, and uh, especially Mr. Hart. You know, he's involved and he has horses, and so he's definitely affected that and kind of helped me pursue that a lot. Mm -hmm. And like. So obviously this is something that has like greatly affected your life. So how much changed from when you were doing this based on your family tradition into going into it with the school side of things? So the academic side, I mean, there's a lot more that you have to think about, especially as far as like finances and record keeping has been a big thing since I've been in the FFA. There's the record book competition where you pick a project. In my case, it would be commercial cattle. And you keep records on what you feed them and how much you're spending on them, expenses and all that. And that has really kind of opened my eyes to how important it is to keep records on things and keep track of how much you're spending because sometimes you don't think about that. You just get too caught up in the fun side of it and less in the work. Yeah, which there's there's a lot of leisure activities that come with doing this, but there's a lot more serious. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. It's definitely self-sacrificing. There's a lot of maybe not fun things that you have to do, like just uh, just this Monday night, I was up until 3 a.m. with my family out in the barn with a couple first-time calving heifers that were having calves, and they needed pulled. They couldn't have them on their own, and I probably screwed up my back pretty bad pulling that calf, but it's just you do it because you love the animal and what needs to be done, you know you got to do it. Yeah, and that also comes with, like, not just specifically horses you bond with. You bond with all your animals, don't you? Oh, yeah, you have to. With uh, herd animals like cattle especially, they know who's handling them. You can teach them bad habits every time you work with them. And luckily, our cattle, we're pretty close quarters with them, so they're very used to who's handling them and are very calm around us. Mm -hmm. So... As you've mentioned, horses and cattle, do you have any other type of animals on your farm? Um, the only really working animal or animal that we use for farm purposes is my dog. My dog, he is, uh, I got him when he was just a, just a pup. And uh, I've been working with him. He helps us move our cattle, and he is a very big <coughs> asset to us in our operation. So one more thing that has been like really interesting to me, because I'm into predator control and all that stuff. How do you maintain like the population of coyotes around your cattle? Because I'm sure that has been a problem. It has been in the past. And a lot of the times uh, the cattle can take care of it themselves. Their uh, herd instinct is very strong. And they know that when predators start to get around their calves, they'll, they'll do whatever they need to keep them away. But we've had times 
especially in the winter when the coyotes get more hungry and desperate. They'll come pretty close <coughs> to the herd, and sometimes we've had to go out there with a rifle and had to do the job to mm-hmm. keep them safe. And, you know, that, that that's that's just a part of it, too. You know, mm-hmm. no one likes killing other animals or anything like that, but it's something that you have to do to maintain the population and keep it in order. Oh, yeah. absolutely. If a, if a coyote comes up and the herd gets scared, they might run down a fence and end up in another farmer's field and could tear up their ground and you absolutely don't want that no because you don't want to have i'm sure you have good relations with all the farmers or a lot of the farmers around uh, mercer county and areas around here um and that probably ties into other things than just protecting them they also will have your back is that true the farmers Mm -hmm. oh yeah for sure in uh that's all right uh I have a cough, and I'm sorry. Well, it's that time of year. I know it is. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, it's nice uh, when you live in an area for so long, people that are your neighbors start to feel like family, and whenever cows get out, you can always call on somebody, and they'll be right there to help you. That is really amazing. That shows that there are still a lot of good people in this world, and, you know, I think agriculture really shows off a lot of that that people are always willing to branch out and help other people. Would you say that? And I'm sure your family and yourself especially are always willing to help other farmers or other people. Is that true? Yeah, we've been in a lot of tough situations where we've needed other family members and sometimes friends that we've had to call on to come help. And we know that if we were in that situation, we would definitely want help. So we're always willing to give it. So your family owns a decent portion of land, don't they? We do, yeah, collectively as a family. So do does is your family more ranching oriented or do they are they more into like the uh, fields and all that stuff? Well, it's kind of an equal combination of both. Uh, my uncle, he owns a lot of cattle, but we also collectively own a lot of farmland. So half our time is spent, especially in the winter right now, we're spent calving cows. And then in the fall, we're in the fields. So it's a... It's an equal combination of both. So this is something that it, it always has interested me, and it may not be something that catches your eyes, but do you keep your eyes peeled for, like, artifacts, like Native American artifacts or anything out when you're out in those fields? Oh, yeah. My uh, my grandfather, he's got a whole case full of axe heads and arrowheads that he's found just tilling up the land. Things will come mm-hmm. up as you work the land and... We I like think that's really cool. It, it, it's amazing how just rocks from thousands of years ago just have managed to survive that long. And, you know, you might find broken bits and pieces of them, but, you know, it is amazing how how that can just resurface. You know who looks for that stuff is Mr. Verlinden. Does he? He collects that stuff and he goes to shows and he sells and trades some things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's really neat because you would see that stuff when you're tilling. Yeah. You know, when mm-hmm. it just comes up. If you got a sharp eye... Like yeah. Grandpa's been doing that for a while, so he can see that stuff. Mm-hmm. He sure has, yeah. I would miss every single one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been recently trying to get into it a little bit, but it's kind of hard when we don't, when my family doesn't own any land, it's kind of hard to find people that will let you go out there and look. But there are still some people that we've been close family friends with. Um, but so what other kind of work do you do for your friends and all that stuff? So uh, my family owns a uh, farm drainage and excavating company. And uh, that started in 1965 when my great-grandfather, Keith, he bought a bulldozer to do work on his own farm. And then he thought, well, might as well start doing it for my friends, too, while I've got it. And they started paying him. So uh, him and his kids got together and 
created this business, Keith Freedon Excavating, and now we do uh, drainage, tiling, uh, which is where you dig big trenches in the ground, stick pipes in, and it kind of controls the water in the field. But uh, we do a lot of excavating work, and just recently we built up a levee in uh, New Boston. So we do a lot of work for other farmers, sometimes for the government, for the state, and it's been a pretty neat experience being able to work alongside my family doing that. So, yeah, even with family tradition, like, is there, like, some specific things that you can think of that has always been a family tradition centered around agriculture? Well, something that we always make sure to do is that you stick together. Um, my grandpa's always told me, especially to me and my sister, you know, that if you stick together, you can accomplish anything. So no matter what, we try to be there for each other, for our family. And that could be in any aspect, not even just agriculture. I mean, if your family needs a lending hand, you're there to do it. Yeah, I think that is always important that you're willing to go out there and help people and do anything, really. I mean, I'm sure that is that true, that you'd help anyone with anything that needed it? Oh, I wish I could. I, <laughs> I would help anybody that needed it. I would love to fix all the world's problems <laughs> if I could. <laughs> so there are some, I'm sure there's some dangerous aspects of agriculture, but what is what makes the reward worth the risk? Oh, it's, for me personally, it's, looking out over the finished product and saying, I did that. Like, I had a hand in doing this. Like, well, my horse, for example, she started out, uh, she was soured on groundwork. She was skinny. She wasn't being fed well. And when I got a hold of her, I convinced myself that this was going to be my horse. So I got to work and brought out that potential. And now she's a completely different animal. So just being able to see that progress and that your work is paying off, that's the most rewarding part. And, yeah, I would definitely see that being, like, such an amazing thing, being able to pretty much take something from scratch, something that or some animal that doesn't know anything about you and building that relationship with them. I'm sure that is a great feeling. Oh, absolutely. Like crops. Like you plant them. They yep. grow, you look at them, you're like, yeah, hey, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. harvest, sell them. Yep. And I don't think a lot of people know how much money goes into all the stuff. Ooh, it's a lot. It's a <laughs> lot, you know? And so when you see a combine, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep that thing working. Yep. And that's your bread and butter. And if it goes down, yep. you, you got to have help or you've got to get it fixed or you, you know, all that stuff all the time. And then livestock, mm-hmm. you got to feed them, you got to keep them inoculated you got to do all those shots and stuff like that mm-hmm. right yeah got, got to vaccinate them yeah man that's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and you know i'm sure vet vet uh, bills are are they pretty expensive are they pretty bad they can get up there sometimes yeah <laughs> that's well somebody in the freedom family needs to be a vet oh taylor's working right on she it. is <laughs> yep. she's pretty close she's getting there yeah. yeah so then we just have taylor and then she'll do it for nothing yeah, she, she needs to do it for free. Right. Yeah, family right. discount. <laughs> <laughs> there I go again. Well, we had <clears throat> Mr. Livingston and Miss Libby in here yesterday, and I mm-hmm. think you guys are are so lucky to have the teachers that you do out there. You oh, know, they, absolutely. Between, I know Chassie retired last year, but Hart has all those great things going on with the welding stations that are new mm-hmm. and the cars, and Lucas doing all the woodworking, and to have the youngsters in there now doing the FFA yeah. and the plants. I just think it's really cool for you guys. Yeah, it's really cool to see uh, some kids that maybe you wouldn't even think 
would be the type of kids that would want to get in and do stuff with their hands, but then you watch them and it's like they're just having the time of their life out there doing that stuff. So that's really cool. It's a completely different life between a city kid and a country kid. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we respect both sides. Right. I Mm -hmm. was a city kid, (laughs) right? And so when we worked, we would bale hay and walk beans, and I had no idea. (laughs) You know, I just was a stupid kid in shorts and not prepared for whatever, you know. And I learned a lot. I just learned a minuscule of what of this huge monstrous thing would be. But yeah, I just find it really interesting, you know. I, I you know, I'm same with him. I do some aspects like a, a predator control and all that stuff. I like helping farmers out with that. But anything that goes into farming, I don't know much about. What do you think would be like one of the most difficult skills to learn on a farm? Well, probably knowing that... Uh, you got to get up in the morning because <laughs> uh, you know there's going to be a lot of work waiting for you. But uh, accepting the fact that uh, if you don't get up this morning, you're going to have to get up tomorrow morning and do something else. And so, do twice the amount of work that you would have to do. Yeah, do twice the amount. Exactly. So, yeah, just, I mean, it takes, it takes a lot of uh, strength to be able to get up every morning and knowing the type of work that's ahead of you, but it helps a lot knowing that you have people surrounding you that are going to help you and that you're not alone in it. And does that also kind of tie back to that finished product idea you were talking about how, you know, that, you know, even if you don't want to wake up at the crack of dawn every morning, that that final product you're going to get from putting in all that work is going to just make you feel great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, especially in the livestock aspect, like the other night, pulling that calf we had to take him in the house because his mother wouldn't take care of him and it's like you stop and think you know is it really worth it doing all this work for it to amount to this to have a mother that won't even take care of her calf but then you look out and you have uh 10 times as many that are taking care of their calves and so it's just a beautiful thing to see that even though when there are bad there's still a lot of good And, you know, I think that comes with everything that there's always going to be some good with some bad. And that is an especially important part of farming, I'm sure. Well, I think that concludes this month's edition of Student Talk. Thank you for joining and we will talk to you next month. So there you have it, folks. There's the month of February, our wonderful episode. Thanks to everybody involved, and thanks to Anna Frieden and Miss Libby and Mr. Livingston for spending time with us. And we will be back with you for the month of March with our March episode of the podcast. Please tune in and go back and listen to all the past podcasts. We've got a lot of good stuff, even from last year. Um, Lots of good things. So we hope that you enjoy it, and we will talk to you later.